folks who are watching this episode or just tuning in, listening to it, all of us know that there's this huge movement happening called the flattening. I think that's what it's called, where design managers working at companies like Fang are either being asked to switch back to individual contributor role or to find another company where they're supposed to go. So there's that movement happening. And then at the same time, I'm also seeing a lot of other design managers who actually want to go back and work on the craft rather than managing people. So this is an interesting dilemma. Like, what does one do, right? So to answer these questions, I've got Maheen Sohel with us today, who recently from her position was a design manager at Meta, and she now switched to a senior designer. So she's going to be joining us today to answer these questions and help all the folks who are going through a similar transition on how to navigate that. Maheen, super excited to have you on the show. Awesome. It's great to be here. I know. My heart rate, like I was telling you, is super high. I woke up at uh, 5.45 and, and got like an hour bike ride in. Recently started biking. That's amazing. And you start your day super early, which is really good for you. <laughs> so today was an exception because I knew I had to get the interview with you super early. So <laughs> that was the only window. Makes sense. Great to start your day with a workout because you already feel accomplished, basically. What, what time do you usually wake up? 7.30. I usually get a workout in the morning and then get to work. And it's been a game changer kind of doing that. I 100% agree because what I've noticed is that when I try to get the workout in the evening, my motivation levels are so low that I usually end up just skipping the workout. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's nice. I'm not a morning person, but it's Same. pretty cool. <laughs> I heard about the whole flattening movement like from the news and stuff, but you literally or in the middle of it. So when that happened, what was your instant reaction? Like when your colleagues were telling you or, or you just came to find out about that? Honestly, I wasn't too concerned, mainly because I think there is a pretty big concern of it will impact my career. And now I have to like transition and maybe the promotion I was going for would be harder, all of that stuff. But at the same time, I have seen people switch between the two roles quite a bit. And I wasn't really, it didn't really feel like this would be the end of my career or anything like that. It just felt like it's what the industry needs. Same thing with like layoffs, right? Like it sucks that layoffs are happening and it makes things incredibly hard for people and it shouldn't be happening and companies should be accountable. But at the same time, I do agree that efficiency is incredibly important. And for large organizations that quadrupled in size and are actually moving really slow because of the amount of people from a business perspective, that just makes sense to me. And so from a business perspective, if you just need more individual contributors to execute and you need less management chains, it just makes sense. And because I'm more business minded, I'm like, yeah, like it makes sense. Like it has nothing to do with me as a manager and everything to do with what the business needs. And I had to go through a couple of situations to actually come to that realization because in, in the earlier when it happens, you take it very personally. And I can share some stories on that, but like my story. In one of my previous teams, I had been a manager and really like I cared so deeply about that team. I had built it from scratch and was just really cared about every single individual, had hired like a full stack of a very diverse team that I was very proud of and really great ICs that we had gone through a lot together uh, and we were building really good products. And then one day our team got shut down because we had a massive strategy shift in the company, in the product that we were building specifically, not in the company. And this was like before the flattening stuff was happening. And because the team didn't exist anymore, we had to distribute the people from the team into other products, projects. 
and there was no manager position available. It, there was only IC positions available. And so I was given yeah. back then that we don't have much time to decide all this. You have to let your team know tomorrow that your team is like, we're sunsetting this product, but you have to decide within like very soon if you want to become an IC and stay in the team. We would love to have you as an IC. There's lots of senior positions or up to you what you want to do next if you want to go find another team at the company that has a management position. But the way it was communicated was very quick to me. Yes. As a manager, things are less about you and more about your team. And even though I was the only person that was impacted as the position, everyone else still was going to get a position somewhere else in the team. I didn't really have time to think about myself. I had to think about the careers of other people and like, where would I position them across the company so they could continue to have good careers. So I had to make a quick decision. And in that moment, I remember feeling a bunch of things like, was I not a good enough manager? Like, why is this happening to me? I thought I was good. Like I was getting good feedback. That really sucks. Maybe I shouldn't be a manager anymore because this happened. If I was a good enough manager, maybe this would have never happened to my team. So you first take things very personally because when things are moving really fast and being communicated, these details are missed, right? Like maybe the same thing could have been communicated as, oh my, you, you are a great manager, but this has nothing to do with you and everything to do with the business need. But it, It's just business. It's just business, but things were moving really fast and, and that's not how it was communicated. And so I remember feeling, oh, maybe I should become an IC. Maybe I'm not a good manager. Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe that's why this is happening, which was absolutely wrong because it was actually my team of designers that when I broke the news to them the next day that, hey, and I, I decided over the 24 hours that I will stay a manager and I will like go to another team because that's what was important to me at that time in my career. You had built a team from scratch. You'd hired each person. Did the feeling of letting them down ever surface for you? Like, oh my God, we're not going to get to work together. Of course. And I had to communicate this to them and I had no control over the situation because these are like out of your control situations often. I, it was really hard. And I remember it wasn't, and even just saying, I won't be the person responsible for helping you get through this, but I'll always be here for you. And then even yeah. just making the choice that, hey, in my gut, I've decided that I'm going to stay a manager. So I'm going to leave, but you guys are staying. You can leave too if you want, but like, you guys are staying and I found you other opportunities that are good for you. And it was actually my team that in that moment, really showed up for me. It was the most beautiful thing I've experienced because they were like, hey, you're like- Supportive. One of, they were like, you're one of the best managers we've had and I can't believe this is happening to you and you should 100% stay a manager and not actually convert back. You're really good at it. You should stay that. I, it sucks that we won't be able to work together and I, I think it's really sad that they're not like, there's no position for you in the team as a manager. That's the team's loss. But please don't switch back. Like you, you were, you were a good manager. And I, as a manager, you don't hear that often from your team. Man as a manager, you never get, not never, but you very rarely get like a confirmation of mm -hmm. your skills. As an IC, True. you get that on a weekly basis. Um, basis, correct. And so it's a rewarding job, but it's a, it's a long-term rewarding. It's not a short-term rewarding. So that was a really interesting experience. I was talking to one manager and what they told me is that they're afraid of going back to IC, even though there are more jobs, just because they have been managing people for so long that they have lost touch with the craft. Were you afraid of that? Oh my God, like I need to brush up my Figma skills or I need to like, like how did you tackle that? Not at all. I'm super creative outside of work. And so I'm like usually doing a lot of things that are keeping me more creative. 
I also, I wasn't a manager for 10 years. I was only a manager for two and a half years. On paper, I was a manager for two and a half years, but I was doing a lot of half IC, half manager stuff for years before that. I think what I would say to that is, yes, it's a little hard, but at the same time, you've been like coaching people. You've been giving people feedback. Like, you know, what good design looks like, you know, what a process looks like, what to do and all the right things. You know how to build relationships. Being in Figma is like, one component of being a designer. There's 15 other things you do as a designer. And so if brushing up on Figma skills is like the worst of your problems, you can get past that. But you got to be like humble about it in the process and let the people around you help you as well. And just be honest. Hey, I was a manager for like six years. This is I'm new to this. I might be really slow at this, but I hope we can figure it out together. And I often find just honesty can get you a long way. I did the same thing when I became a manager, right? Like I was an IC for basically my whole career. And then here I was managing a team of very senior designers and they probably senior were than like, you. in some cases, yeah. Wow. Like either same level or senior, sub junior. And my initial thought was like, why would they want me as a manager? I'm like brand new to this. And the only way I could start that relationship off was by saying, I'm a new manager. I get it. This may not be the situation that you want. However, I'll tell you what I think makes a good manager. I've been an IC, so I understand your problems really well. A best or a great manager for me will do these things. And so I will start by doing these things, but I will count on you to teach me how to become a better manager. If I'm doing something wrong, if there's a lack of something, help me grow and understand so I can be the best manager for you. Setting that relationship upfront really just changed the game for me. And I would say the same thing is true for when you're becoming an IC from a manager, right? Where you just acknowledge your strengths and your weaknesses. And I can't see why that wouldn't work out. So you're a manager. Now you're back to an IC. So the question comes is, how has being a manager helped you become a better IC? I think let's take a step back. I want to talk about like why I became a manager in the first place. And then we can answer this question. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Okay. I was an IC and I actually really loved being an IC. Had a lot, had a lot of fun being an IC. But at some point I was, it didn't feel like I was growing anymore. And I thought about like... Growing what, in what sense? Just challenging myself. I felt like it was like the same thing every day. And I wasn't really sure how to be more challenged at that time. I'm just someone who like, who likes to constantly push herself and... I could take on like bigger projects and push myself as an IC, but even that it's like things take time, right? If you're a senior designer, going from a senior designer to a more senior designer, it's, it takes time. It's about opportunities in the company. It's about, it's about a lot of those kinds of things. And so you can just continue doing good work. Or if you're someone who likes to challenge yourself, figure out other ways that you want to challenge yourself. And for me, I had to think about long term. I do want to be a manager in the long run. That's still my goal. So why not just make this pivot now to learn this? But the difference also is some people have always known that they want to be managers because they really love mentoring and they love building relationships. While I like mentoring, it's not my main source of energy in my job. Building good products is what I care the most about. And so that's actually like when you meet a person like that, you don't tell them to become a manager because they just want to like build stuff. But as a manager, you have to care about people. So it was very different for me going into management. And I was asked this question multiple times, like, why do you want to be a manager? My reasoning for becoming a manager at that time was, one, I wanted to challenge myself. Two, I felt like becoming, as an IC, I had become a very particular type of person. And this might not be true for everybody, but as an IC, 
as a senior IC, things do start to change. But a lot of your work as an IC is about your work. Like, how are you doing as an individual contributor? Are you doing good design work? Are you communicating it well enough? Do people know the work you're doing? And if people know that this is your work, it's a lot about you. And I was reflecting on my personal life and thinking about, man, I don't know how to like shine the light on other people, how to not make it about myself and how to actually elevate the people around me and to take a back seat. That's a skill. I'm like, a, I'm a younger kid in my family. I have an older brother, like always the, the, the spotlight's been on the younger kid, right? I'm the older sibling. <laughs> so you know what that feels like, right? Like you have younger siblings. So it's like yeah. conversations are about them. They're more spoiled, whatever. And I just had this realization that, wow, as an IC, I've become so used to just like being in the spotlight that I actually don't know how to not be that. And that's, I don't know if I admire that quality either. I want to be the other person. I want to see what it's like to be the other person. And I think being a manager is being that person. If you're a good manager, you know how to elevate the people around you and shine the spotlight on like good work and like train and coach people and build great products. And you're just like a person like that just happens to be like behind it that like nobody really knows. And to me, that was really fascinating. I was like, wow, I want to, I think becoming a manager will make me a better person. So to be honest, that was my reason for becoming a manager. Other than the fact that long-term I want to be I'm a leader, a design leader, a manager. I want to build and run companies, all of that stuff. And so to answer your question on like, how has becoming a manager made me a better IC? I think it's made me a better person, like hands down. It's changed me fundamentally in terms of my values, my skills, the way I approach life. And I'm really grateful that I went through that that experience. It's definitely made me a better designer and we can talk about that. But I think more, more important than that, it's made me a better person. And I'm not saying that's true for everybody. Everyone doesn't have to become a manager to become a better person. For me, it did make me someone who was more understanding of people, more empathetic, that stopped and listened to people. You said it made you more empathetic, a better listener. Can you share a story or an example of something comes to mind? It's not a single story. There's just like, okay. on a daily basis, you just have to be more empathetic. Like people have hard lives and they trust a manager and a manager is like a therapist sometimes. People will tell you if they're going through a hard time in their relationship, if somebody passes away in their family, if their sibling is having a serious surgery, if they're getting kicked out of the country, like all of these situations. And you have to have their back, right? And so sometimes I would have to step in and do the work for them. Sometimes I would have to like make sure that they know that they can take as much time off as they need. Different people have different working styles. Some people, despite going through a really hard time, will never take a break. I care about these people. I want them to take the break. So I keep telling them that until they feel comfortable that they can do that. So it's a lot of that. And then even just like understanding the way people approach different situations, like if two people in a team are having conflict and one of them is on my team and I first I just have to listen and understand like why is this happening to them and not be like oh this person's at fault but be like why are they perceiving it this way okay who's the person they're having a problem with okay how are they perceiving this and also think of them as a human and then to then and then it's not just like being empathetic and understanding let's take the example and this has happened many times but say a designer in my team is having conflict with Another let's say person. I'm the one and I'm having a conflict. I'm on your team and I'm having a conflict with somebody. You're having a conflict with, let's say, your engineer. 
And you come to me and I'm like, okay, let me get to the bottom of it. Now there's so many factors at play, right? If I'm a new manager to you, is this the first time you're having an issue like this? Or has this happened many times in the past? Is it a you problem or is it the other person's problem? Who's at fault here? Is there anyone at fault? Is it miscommunication? Is it, do I need to coach someone? Do I need to let the other person's manager know what's going wrong? And so I've been in this situation so many times as a manager, maybe like once, at least once every quarter. There's so many things you have to figure out. And I've learned so much in the process. Like, how do you understand if it's a pattern? What do you do if it's a pattern? So let's say we figured out the situation and normally those people are at fault in some capacity. And it's not about they don't want to like understand where they're going wrong and how they can improve things. It's about the fact that they haven't gotten the right feedback ever. They haven't gone the right coaching ever. And it's less about like their failure and more about the system failed them. Like how did they get through this many years as an IC, if they were doing this in every team with lots of people, how did they get past all of that? And nobody was able to help them realize that this is getting in their way of success. And so that's a pretty big part is, okay, hey, this is what I've noticed about the situation. Let's work on this together. Like this will just make you a stronger designer or a stronger person. And sometimes it's about being like, hey, you are doing the right thing. Don't let any of the situation distract you or make you question you otherwise, because a lot of people of color or women will question their own ability when stuff like this happens. The, f- the same thing that happened to me when my manager position initially was not was being taken away. My initial instinct was like, oh, I must not be a good manager. It's not the case. Mm-hmm. So it's in a manager's position to help you understand you're doing all the right things. There's just other things that I need to work on for the team. For example, I need to give feedback to other people that you're having this concern with. Maybe we don't have enough crit or enough meetings. Maybe there's a time zone difference. Let me solve these things for you so you can be better at your job and not think that this is something to do with you. So there's so many ways of resolving an issue like that. And that everything I just said is also helpful outside of work. This Conflicts is- happen everywhere. This is the most insane take I've ever seen on becoming a manager. Of course, for a lot of people, the motivation to become a manager is bigger influence, more promotional opportunities. But what really hit me hard was, wow, becoming a manager can help me level up on life skills like empathy, being a better listener. Because suddenly, is I watch a lot of Bollywood movies. And there's this like huge documentary on Netflix that came out of one of the biggest production houses in India, Yashraj. And there, oh, I love that documentary. I watched it. It's very yeah. <laughs> so it's like using that analogy, like when you watch any Bollywood movie, the actor gets all the credit, the fame, they're in the limelight continuously. But then, nope, the director is doing a job of being on the sidelines, so just coaching the issues with the actor, whatever they're facing, directing the flow of the movie and stuff. And I relate that to being of a manager and I see like, Dicey's in the spotlight, but then the manager's like letting them shine and stuff. Yeah. I think being a manager is incredibly hard. Why? Why is that hard? Just the examples I just told you. While you're constantly thinking about your the people on your team, my brother's a manager. And when I was deciding to become a manager, he was like, Fahim, think about it. Think about if you want to take this on because I am constantly thinking about my team. It's like midnight. I'm thinking about my team. I wake up in the morning. I'm thinking about my team. I'm always thinking about my team. And he has kids. In, wow. in addition to being a dad, he has like now, I don't know, 10 plus other kids, not kids, but like people that he needs to care about. It's not even just the job is paying you to take care of these people. If you're a good manager, you just care. 
that's just your default. And it's hard. I hope every manager cares about their team. But there's so many trade-offs you have to make, including like creating opportunities for them, being in the right places for them. And at the same time, at the end of the day, I do also want to clarify becoming a manager or being a manager is not just about the people on your team. It's a pretty big component of it. And it's the component that I care a lot about. But you also have to build good products. You can't just be a really good person and a really good coach and a really good mentor and yeah. a good manager. You have to make sure that great products are built at the end of the day. The stakes are higher even as a manager. At the end of the day, you could have an incredible team, but like a really bad product. And that's on you as a manager to identify what's going wrong and why their talent isn't reaching the product. So it's very high stress. I like to, I feel like I'm saying, I have a lot of hot takes and maybe people that have been I managers, want to hear all those hot takes. <laughs> maybe people have, that have been managers for a longer time than me might not agree with me. And I would love to have those conversations with people. My hot take is that becoming a manager, it isn't necessarily, yes, it's tough. Like it's hard. It's situations that are hard. As an IC, I might face a tough problem, like a interaction design or a product thing that I'm like, I really don't know how to solve this. So I'm going to like think really hard and work really hard to like resolve this. It's that type of hard work. As a manager, the hard work is, it's not that, it's not the same level of hard work. The hard work is actually you're on 24 seven. It's more work. It's five times the amount of work. Cause you're like, your day doesn't end at five. Your day doesn't end at six. It doesn't end at nine or eight. It you're on all the time. And because that's because you're thinking about the long term, you're thinking about how everything will go around. So becoming a manager, being a manager felt like it was more work to me. It wasn't necessarily harder work. It was more work versus as an IC, you could work extremely hard for two hours and like get your work done in like a short amount of time if you wanted to. And make sure the deliverables are on time and then you get to unplug. Exactly. So it's very different. And I think having gone through the manager to IC to manager, I now just understand what my manager is doing and like why a lot of people say this. They're like, oh, I don't know what managers do. My manager doesn't do anything. You have no idea how much your manager is doing. You might not think they're a good manager, but I can't imagine a world in which the manager is not doing a lot of work for the team. And that's the things that go unnoticed. This is a like a dilemma because as a manager, you want to have the spotlight on the designers on your team. And at the same time, a lot of these things go unnoticed. For example, if my manager is now behind the scenes thinking about the roadmap, trying to get buy-in from all these people, for example, not I'm not going to get a daily update compared to me being an IC, giving an update on the deliverables. Hey, 80% of the designs are done. You can see that as an IC, I'm giving more frequent updates. So what can a manager do to not put the limelight on them, but also like share to their designers that, hey, look, if you're thinking that I'm not doing anything, just say this is all the stuff that's going on that I'm doing. I don't know if it's important for designers to know. It's back to that thing of like why I think being a manager makes you like just a different person is that I don't need my team to know that I'm doing all this work. Hopefully the results will speak for itself. Hopefully they'll just experience a change in the team. Hopefully they'll experience that the team culture has improved, that the product that we're building is better. Like the results speak But that louder. takes time though. It takes time and you have to be comfortable with... You. So patience is the other thing. You learn patience as a manager. I don't know. I, I feel like I never really felt the need to prove to my team that, hey, I'm doing all these things. I'm actually working really hard. No, I hope they'll just see it when it shows. So that was never really a concern for me. But I'm sure there's ways like you can let people know. I think it's pretty obvious. Like a designer comes to you with a problem and says, hey, I'm having an issue with this person or hey, 
I need prototypers and I don't have the right skills to execute on this and this is due in three days. Me unblocking them, just if I can unblock them and get them on the other side, I think that speaks for itself. Got it. So letting your actions and your track record and the way you work to speak for itself rather than verbally saying that, hey team, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, and, and I do share updates or I used to share updates. Hey, this is what I'm up to. Just so you guys know, so you have context of where things are headed as a team and you want to bring the ICs into the process as well. For example, if I'm doing the strategy of a product and a team, I want my senior ICs and the team to be involved as well so that they can feel like they have a stake in the strategy, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I guess now I'm an IC, so I don't have to do any of that. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> so would it be fair to say that as soon as you switch back to IC from being a manager, the switch was just seamless because you've seen both sides or was there actually some transition period for you as well? It wasn't seamless. It was actually complicated. So just to tell the story. So initially I had that situation where I was asked if I want to become an IC at that time. This was before the flattening stuff was happening across the world. I decided to stay a manager and I switched teams and I continued being a manager. Then all the flattening stuff was happening. And so now it's very different. And now I've made the choice to become an IC. So this time it's different because I wanted to become an IC and it was in my, in my control. So for people that this is happening to where they're like being asked to convert back to an IC, you have a choice. You could become an IC in the team for now. But if you just want to be a manager and that's the only thing you want to do, start looking for other opportunities or figuring out how you get there. Managers are needed everywhere. ICs are needed everywhere. Hopefully you can figure it out. But I don't know if I believe in the environment letting it decide for you as much as you should believe in your own ability and what you want to be and what you want to do. So anyway, that's like a side tangent. But transitioning to IC, was it smooth? I think transitioning to IC on the manager I was on the team I was a manager on was not it's not the best setup because all of a sudden I was an IC. But in everyone's eyes, I was a manager still. And so for a few months, I was actually doing both. I It was hard for me to let go of the care and the responsibility I felt for my team, even though they weren't my team anymore, but I was working with them. They were my peers now. And I think it was hard for them to also not come to me for help. And even for my XFN, my PMs and everyone, it was also hard for them to not include me because of the value that I was adding very soon before that. And so everything just continued. And now not only did I was an IC, I had two jobs. I was doing everything and I was just doing two jobs. And it was really easy for my manager or other leaders to be like, oh, Mahin, just stop going to those meetings. It's fine. Everyone will like understand. Yeah. And it's, it's not, I can't. I, I'm, I'm a manager who really cared about the people on my team. I really, I still want them to succeed. I'm not a manager anymore, but I'm still having like mentorship calls with all the people that I've been managing or in the manage in the past because I care about them. I can't just switch it off. Like it's not that easy. Yeah. And so that wasn't really working out for me. And I realized that if I want to be an IC, I got to start fresh. I don't think I can be an IC on the same team I was a manager on. And maybe some people can. So in that moment, I, I decided to actually switch teams so I could just focus on being an IC. Even that hasn't been the smoothest because my instinct in this new team is to actually solve a lot of the management stuff that I'm noticing because it's a brand new team. There's a lot of stuff to do. And I constantly am telling my manager, hey, I can help you with this. You're hiring people. I can help you with this. 
you're like setting up these meetings. Do you need help doing this? And and my manager's like, hey, you don't have to do all of this. You could just be an IC. And I'm like, so that transition takes time. Yeah, it, it's not the smoothest, but I think what's what I'm realizing now becoming an IC is that, oh, I still have my IC skills. I can do all of that. But now I have this whole other set of tool set and skills that I didn't have before as an IC. And that stark difference is very apparent now that I'm an IC. I think the biggest takeaway I got from here, because a friend is going through a similar or thinking about the similar transition from being a manager and now they want to maybe become a principal or just like an IC designer. And I think the move that you made to start fresh is amazing because these people have no preset expectation of you. So if someone is a manager or a team and they suddenly become a designer, I see the thing is people still see them a certain way. You can't just change that overnight, the way people perceive you, the way people look at you. And it sucks to have two jobs and not get paid for both of them. Yeah. Yeah, basically. There's people helped me. There were some people, mentors in the team that were like, hey, you could reframe that. You'll have a lot of influence as an IC because people like look at you as a manager. And so you can still like make your way around. You don't have to do everything by yourself. You can still work with those ICs to like execute and all that stuff. But I don't know. I just really just wanted to be an IC. That fresh start was really good for me. That's amazing. There are so many times where I was just like, I do not want to like <laughs> just say anything because you just shared insane amount of like nuggets of wisdom, like straight up. Like I was really, trust me, I was really controlling really hard <laughs> not to come in and interrupt. Like I took away a lot of from this. And was there any final like words of thought you would give to anyone? Just maybe like hope or just whatever comes to mind for you for design managers that are going through the same journey that you just described. Yeah. So we talked a lot about what being a manager is, but I think we didn't spend, I didn't share much about what it's like to transition to an IC role other than the fact that it's hard in the beginning. I think being a manager makes you a stronger IC and being an IC makes you a stronger manager. And so I don't see my career as someone who just does IC only for the rest of her career or does management only for the rest of her career. I'm probably going to go back to being a manager at some point and I might switch back again. Um, and it slows down your career growth and progression in some ways, because if I was going for the higher level of management at the end of the year, I can't do that anymore. I now have to just be a really great IC to get to that level. So it does slow it down, but what it does is that it keeps your skills fresh. I as an IC, understood what I would want in a manager and try to be that person. As a manager, I know what my manager is looking for. I know what it takes to actually build good products. And I know what issues exist in a team dynamic because I've coached people through that. And so now I know how to navigate that as an IC and it just makes me a stronger IC. And so that's what I would say is that it's not a be and all situation. It's it's just, I think it's okay to ping pong between the two. And when like when I first joined the industry and I was telling people, oh, long term, I want to become a manager. There were people that gave me the advice that like, oh, if you want to be a manager, just stick to that. Just even, don't even worry about being an IC in, early in your career. Just be a, I don't know, get an intern and do all these things. And then you can just be a manager. So be good at uh, people management rather than trying to be the most expert in the IC, like design and all these kind right, of things. Okay, exactly. And I was too young to understand if that was right or wrong. But I actually very much disagree with that advice right now. Because just because I don't think you could just be, you could be an incredible manager. But I 
think there will be parts of management that would be a little tougher that you would have to then find other solutions for. So for example, say you were a manager that like just only focused on management their whole career, but you don't know anything about interaction design, let's say. The tools and everything, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I work for managers like that, by the way. They are amazing at like managing people, clearing roadblocks. But uh, you put them in like one of the design tools, they they like no offense to them, but they they will. But they don't need to be in the tool. They don't need to be in the tool at all. That is, that is a, I don't think that's a fair expectation to be like a manager needs to go into, I don't know, origami or something and know their way around. They don't have to. That's not a fair expectation, in my opinion. It's more just interaction design itself, like the principles behind like how an animation works and what do, what looks good versus not. If they don't know, that doesn't mean they're a bad manager. That means that do they know how to still unblock the other person? And so if I was a manager in that situation, I would then identify a mentor for that person who's really great at interaction design who can teach them because I can't teach them. So I still feel like while that is right, you can be a phenomenal manager and not have all the right skills. I think I'm like still too young in my career to be that person. I'd rather have hands-on experience. It's like the same thing as when a professor teaches you at college, but they have no experience. It's all theory then. It's all theory. And personally, I would rather be the person that has done both. But at the same time, there's incredible professors who don't have that experience, but they just have a really deep, good understanding and they know how to enable their students. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a very legit path as well. And eventually, as they get deeper into my career, or as managers get deeper into their career, ICs get deeper into their career, they are developing that expertise. You can't, I can't be at the tail end of my career and be switching back and forth still. I'll have to like yeah. be really good at one thing. So I think it's just like the time and place calls for it too. The thing that I maybe disagree with is that when you're really early in your career, you shouldn't just focus on management skills. When you're really early in your career, you need to build fundamental skills as a designer. I don't think it serves you to be a great manager early in your career. It doesn't really, you have to have a solid foundation before you can just give up, give that up and really focus on management. So that's that, that's the thing I disagree with. But I think eventually sticking to management is the, is the could be a right way to go. Switching between the two could be a right way to go. They're just different paths. And it's just, they all lead somewhere great. And it's just about picking the one that makes sense for you. Very early in my career, um, I met this designer who used to work at Google, Sean. And what Sean would do is, like his career strategy to stay on top of trends, like he would work for one or two years in like enterprise design, business to business kind of stuff. And then again, he would switch to consumer design in like another, like for two years and then come back. So he would hop back and forth. So this way, like he could then work for a wide segment of companies, not just get pigeonholed into, oh, he's just an enterprise designer. And I see you doing something similar. Where it's like, okay, I've worked as like a manager for a couple of years. Now I'm going back to an IC. I might go back again. So this back and forth is keeping you sharp on your toes. Like you're able to like navigate between either one of them. But I think eventually I might not, I might have to stick to one, if that makes sense. But it's too early to tell at this point. It's too early to tell at this point. Yeah, yeah. Eventually there's going to be some point where I'm going to be like, I really care about career progression at this point. So I'm going to stick to this. But yeah, like you said, like your friend, it's like for him, that journey might stop somewhere where he's actually, I've realized I love enterprise tools and this is what I want to do for a long time. He might hit that point until he hits that point. Maybe he, he's still figuring out what is it that he like wants to be an expert at, or maybe he doesn't care about that. 
there's so many ways this can go. <laughs> and my, the other thing I also am mindful of is that sometimes life becomes a forcing function as I get older. Like I have mad respect for my buddy who got me onto podcasting. But then I have a lot of empathy because when I was, when he shared the news with me that he was stopping podcasting, I was disheartened because I was, dude, you got me on this and now it's sad to see you quit. But he's, yeah, he's like, dude, yeah, but you don't have two kids. I have two kids. And when you have two kids, you're like, do I want to spend the weekend doing this podcasting alone? Or do you want to spend time with them? So I feel as time goes on, I think life also becomes like a good forcing function to make you prioritize. So what is exactly. it that you want to do? Yeah. So many factors, right? Like where does your job require you to be? Like, can you be remote as a manager? All of that stuff. Or as an IC. Anyway. Yeah. So I guess the thought there is going between the two, totally fine. You can do it. People do it all the time, but also you don't have to do it. There's options always. Got it. So I'm going to, as we wrap this up, Bollywood question for you. What is your favorite movie? If you had to pick maybe one, maybe top three. Okay. I'll make an exception. What are your top three movies? Like a Bollywood movie? Yes. Oh, I've never asked favorite Bollywood. Definitely like Kohona Ho. Okay. I have not watched Devdas in a very long time, but I remember being okay. very moved by the beauty of it. And then probably something with Amir Khan. Yes. I, one. I feel like all of his movies like are amazing, so I can't like pinpoint one, but I think he's amazing. Like maybe the, all of his movies should be my top three. I don't know. What Amir Khan movie do you like? For me, I did my engineering in India, so that movie Three Idiots hit home yeah. the hardest because it literally just... You know, captured what I was going through. <laughs> or yeah, went yeah. through. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, that one's a really good one. Yeah, so I would say those three, the classics. Thank you so much, Mahin, for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. Yeah, thanks for having me.